Hello, and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Bonaudo, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset brings you evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone. Through mindfulness, we grow and change. Thank you so much for being here today, and I want to thank you in advance for your continued support of The Therapist Mindset. If you would like to continue to support this podcast, please give us a five-star review, a follow, and a share. It means so much to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's get started. Welcome back to The Therapist Mindset. I'm so glad to have you here today. And we are talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. This is a topic that comes from personal experience. And I am getting real vulnerable with you guys today. Today, we are talking about the dark night of the soul. What is the dark night of the soul? I had always kind of thought of the dark night of the soul like a spiritual awakening, something that maybe happens once in your life. But I have got to tell you, I have experienced what some may call the dark night of the soul going on. Well, I guess this is the third time, the third spiritual awakening, the third huge change huge life event, my heart getting cracked open, my world kind of combusting and forming something new. So let's get started with the dark night of the soul. What is it? What is the dark night of the soul? Some say the dark night of the soul is when we experience deep and real change. And that deep and real change involves the death of the old you in order for a better version of you to be born. Others describe the dark night of the soul as extremely difficult and painful, as an extremely painful period of one's life triggered by an event such as a death of a loved one, a breakup, a divorce, or some crises. Other people describe the dark night of the soul as a experience that helps guide us to find our purpose, that helps us to break away from ego and realign with our most authentic selves. Others say that the dark night of the soul is how we get in touch with our deeper selves, a spiritual process where our life is filled with suffering, but in that suffering, we again, have the death of the old version of us that no longer serves us and become this new, better version of ourselves. So what did I think originally? I'm going to tell you. I originally thought the dark night of the stole was really about aligning with your highest purpose. But for me, that didn't really include a crisis or feeling like my world was coming apart. So I believe that I've experienced two different types of spiritual awakening in this lifetime so far. So one of the types of spiritual awakening that I've experienced now twice in my lifetime is what I would call like a typical dark night of the soul. 
And I'm going to explain to you exactly what I've been through, what my experiences have been, and how that has helped propel me into the highest, best version of myself and how I'm currently continuing to go through the dark night of the soul. So if you have listened to the very first episode of The Therapist Mindset, I introduce myself and I talk about an experience that I had when I was around 20 years old living in Philadelphia. I was an art student and I was living in an apartment off campus and I was kidnapped at that time by two men and held captive. And I talk about that experience in episode one of The Therapist Mindset as an example of how that experience helped shape who I am today. And if it wasn't for that experience, that I wouldn't have the knowledge, the blessings that I have today that make me such a great therapist and that have kind of shifted my direction in life to help me to get to where I am today. So that was really my first experience that I would call dark night of the soul. Although when I really think back on it, I did have adolescent experiences that I would say were traumas, were crises, but I guess I didn't have the maturity or the insight at that time to really believe or understand that they were possibly what one may call dark night of the soul. But this experience when I was 20 years old, it was an obvious big T trauma and clear that it was a crisis. So I knew that that was my world shifting. Everything I had known before that was, I describe it like this. Let me rewind a little bit. When we talk about trauma, there's always like a before and after. So what your life was like before that trauma and what your life is like after that trauma, because your worldview shifts, how you think about the world shifts and how you navigate the world shifts. So there is a before trauma and an after trauma perspective. So When I was 20 and I experienced that big T trauma, it was clear to me that nothing would be the same. And that's okay. Luckily, nothing has been the same. But there was, you know, it was obvious to me that that was a huge life event that was going to shape my life going forward. So that was the first dark night of the soul. Now, the second experience that I want to talk about is the experience that I didn't really think of as a dark night of a soul, but more of like a spiritual awakening and aligning with my highest purpose. And that was the ending of a relationship because I knew that that relationship wasn't aligned with my highest purpose. I knew that my sole purpose at that time, my drive, what everything in me was saying was that I wanted to be a mom. So I made difficult choices to end a relationship and to go out on my own and to make this happen, to manifest motherhood, manifest a child. And I did that 
even though that was the harder choice to do, even though that wasn't what the plan was, even though that wasn't what aligned with this relationship. We weren't on the same page. But I knew that despite making these difficult choices, that's what was going to align me with my highest purpose. So although that choice was difficult, it didn't really feel like a crisis. It didn't feel like my world was crumbling. I didn't get that dark night of the soul kind of vibe. I got a I have to do this. This is my sole purpose. This is what I need to do right now. And I I just can't see myself continuing to go in this direction. I have to pivot. So it was like a spiritual awakening. I trusted my intuition. I trusted that the direction I was going, even though it was an unknown path, even though I didn't have a map, I was going somewhere that was aligning with my authentic self. And that felt good. So I think because it felt good, I didn't recognize it as a dark side of a a dark side of the soul. I just recognized it as a, a spiritual awakening. But now I'm thinking, essentially, they are the same thing. So that brings me to my third dark night of the soul. And wow, I just thought, you know, we do this one time. People experience a dark night of a soul one and done. But guess what? That is not what happens. That is not what happens at all. So we go through seasons, we go through life cycles. And as we go through our cycles of life, and as we change, and as we grow, and as we are completing karmic lessons... We experience as many dark nights of the soul, as many spiritual awakenings as we've signed up as lessons to learn. So my third and most recent dark night of the soul involved another relationship, a relationship that I thought was divinely guided, a relationship that I thought came with a purpose and was just divine intervention. I can't explain it any other way. This person was everything that I ever wanted and at the perfect time. And I still believe that this person came into my life at the perfect time because that's what I needed at that time. And that's what I was provided with at the time that I needed. And I'm so grateful for that. But as time went on, we did not grow in the same direction. We grew in separate directions and we experienced a lot of loss together. We experienced infertility together. We experienced loss of children together and people cope with that in different ways. I I didn't cope with it well. Um, I was depressed and he coped with it in his own way. And I can't say whether that was right or wrong, but that was the way that he knew how to cope with it. So when that relationship ended, the grief that I experienced was so much deeper than any grief I had ever experienced in my entire life because I was so attached to this is my person. This is the person that was divinely guided to be with me and to raise this child with me. And when that was not the case, I was devastated. And that was a dark night of the soul type of pain that you only read about in books and movies. And that 
was the typical, your world is cracked open, you are in crisis, you have all the typical symptoms, feelings of depression, anger, grief, shame, despair, uncertainty, your world is full of chaos, you're overwhelmed. And what's difficult to accept is that that must occur in order for that old version of you to die and a new version of you to be reborn. So where does the term dark night of the soul even come from? Who came up with this concept that you must die and in, in order for the new version of yourself to be reborn? Who came up with this concept that as our world is falling apart, it's actually the energy shifting so that we can lose everything that no longer serves us and bring together, develop, transition, form into everything, a rebirth, into everything that serves our highest good. The dark night of the soul, that term actually came from a Spanish poet by the name of St. John of the Cross. He was a Catholic mystic in the 16th century. For those of you who don't know, mystics were like seers or shamans. They were spiritual healers. So he was a um, Catholic mystic and there was a poem written about St. John of the Cross. And in this poem, it speaks of people encountering painful experiences as they reach spiritual evolution and connection with the divine. The poem speaks of healing through one's senses, like the physical realm and healing in the spirit. So this poem by this Spanish poet about St. John of the Cross, the Catholic mystic in the 16th century is really where people coined the term dark night of the soul and where it spoke of this dark night of the soul being an experience that involves pain and suffering. But the outcome is that you have the spiritual evolution and connection with the divine, with God. Fast forward a little later, psychologist Carl Jung wrote about the dark night of the soul in a lot of his work, in a lot of his psychology and archetype work. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, another famous psychologist, Tom, um, Tom Cavalli, wrote in his book, Al- Alchemical Psychological Old Recipes for Inner living. Carl Jung writes, the dark night of the soul is like the right way to wholeness made up of faithful detours and wrong turns. It is a snake-like path that unites the opposites whose twists and turns are not lacking in terrors. They demand the very thing we fear, most namely the wholeness which we talk about so glibly. So Carl Jung speaks about in order to be whole, in order to find wholeness and balance, you take a snake-like path 
that includes twists and turns that are not lacking in terror. In fact, in order to become whole, it demands that we face our fears, that we face our shadow side, that we confront that about ourselves that we avoid, that we fear, that we're afraid of, that we run from. And essentially, that's our shadow selves. In the Alchemical Psychological Old Recipes for Living in the New World by Tom Cavallari. I'm butchering that name. I apologize. Tom Cavalli. He writes, a good place to begin is in our mess. In the crises over broken dreams, nightmares, and disasters, all experiences associated with shadow aspects of ourselves, that is where we are most vulnerable, and that is where we need to summon up the courage to make dramatic change. So he also, in addition to Carl Jung, talks about in order to be whole, in order to be the most authentic version of ourselves, we have to start with our mess. We have to start with what's messy inside of us. What are our broken dreams? What are our nightmares? What are our disasters? What are these experiences that we want to tuck away and close the door on? What are these experiences that bring up vulnerability in us? That's where we create the most change. So what are some of the characteristics of a dark night of the soul? How do you know you're having one? How do you know you had one? How do you know if you're in the midst of a dark night of the soul? Some of the stages or characteristics are one, there's a disruption. There's a trigger or a disruption. Something occurs that you have little or no control over, like the death of a loved one, a medical illness, a divorce or a breakup. And then going along with that trigger, that disruption of your life, there's a lack of direction. You are not sure which way you need to go. You may feel some loss of hope or feelings of despair. You may ask yourself, who am I? What purpose do I have? Where am I going in life? And then you hit rock bottom. And rock bottom is that breaking point where you feel so alone, like it can't get any worse, that this is just the worst it's ever been. From rock bottom, the good news is you can only go up. So once people hit rock bottom, they have an awakening. They have this emerging of purpose. They often, during an awakening, are doing therapy or coaching, healing their inner child or doing shadow work. You're evaluating what is my purpose? What is my truth? What are my fears? And starting to align with your highest self, starting to align with your truth, your version of yourself and your purpose. And then there's the attaining 
balance. How do I create balance and wholeness in my life? Where do I start? What in my life contributes to me being not aligned with my highest purpose, with my most authentic self? Where is my life lacking balance and what needs to happen to create balance in myself? And then finally, you begin to live authentically. You have a greater understanding of why certain things happened, what were the lear- what were the lessons, and we experience growth from those crises, turning the suffering into wisdom. So how do you cope with the messy? How do you cope with the crisis? How do you cope with the situation? I'm going to say lean into fear, surrender. And I made a TikTok about this earlier today that I posted. When I felt in such despair, so hopeless about my relationship that I knew was no longer serving me, was in fact killing me slowly, I surrendered. The, the message that finally got through to me was this, God will not take away anything that you are not yet willing to give up. Let me say that again. God will not take away anything that you are not yet willing to give up. So people often pray, please take this from me. Please change the situation for me. But if you are not honest with yourself, if you are not willing to give that up, God will not take it away. The universe, whoever you believe in, will not take that away from you. I had to get real honest with myself. Take responsibility that it was me. It was me holding on to that. It was me resisting. It was me refusing to let go of that relationship. And that was why I continued to be in this suffering. Once I surrendered to the fear, surrendered to the loss to the grief of that relationship, bam, it let go. When I stopped resisting and surrendered, there it went. I didn't have to do anything other than surrender and let it go. And that was when I came into my purpose and started living in a way that aligned with my truth, with my authenticity. So what if you don't know what your truth is? Meditation. Meditation, 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 and journaling. Meditation is something that I do on a daily basis, and I encourage you to also. Journaling, I would love to do that on a daily basis. I do that on most days, Um, but even if you have five minutes, even if you have just like a quick break to just write a positive quote or an affirmation, that's great. It's so helpful. And then self-care. Take care of yourself, exercise, find your social supports because often people are isolated. So get to know your community again, reconnect with your friends and your family, but really take care of yourself. The dark night of the soul is not an easy experience. It's a crisis for a reason. It's full of pain and suffering and hopelessness and despair. If you feel like this is turning into more of a depression for you, or if you're having thoughts of hurting yourself or suicide, please get professional help. This podcast is not a replacement for professional therapy and medical help. 
If you need help finding a therapist, please contact me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. You can call the National Suicide Hotline, 211 in most areas. We'll connect you to the National Suicide Hotline. And please feel free to reach out. Again, the email is thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. And I can help you connect with a therapist in your area. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Be well.